This is Carolyn Hawley. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. McDowell's Specialty Repair. Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle Cook Mortgage, LLC. Christian Brothers Automotive. Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's Pizza. Diamond Heating and Cooling. Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust. Zero Res Carpet Cleaning and Dodd Roofing. And now, here's your host, Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, one of our favorite people is back in studio uh, today, and his name is Mark Thornton. He's been with us a number of times. He, uh, he's got a, he wears many hats um, and uh, does a very good job wearing all of them. He's a community pastor at Capitol Church. He is the Boise State football chaplain. He's a life and character coach. He's director at iHeart Treasure Valley which we'll talk about a little later. It's moving into underneath Mission 17, which is an exciting move coming up. But first of all, Mark, welcome back to Game Plan for Life. Well, Coach, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Well, listen, we're we're just so delighted to have you and keep keep up with you and, and see what's going on in your life. And, and, of course, you're affecting and working with a lot of young lives, too. So... Yeah, so let's, for the folks that maybe don't know much about you, let's just do a capsule, just a short version of your of your story and how you got to Boise and that kind of stuff. Well, I love it. I've been in town for, uh, it'll be 40 years wow. this August. Came to uh, play football at Boise State and right. love the community and ha- have never left. And so I've been here and uh, it's just been a tremendous blessing. I've been here longer than I've been any other place in my life. Mm-hmm. And so uh, being able to be a part of this community and actually serve this community definitely is a is a blessing to me. But yes, I've been uh, came in 1984 to play football, and then uh, went through some trials and some tribulations and things like that. And then God truly got a hold of my life, and I've been in full time ministry now for 27 years. Mm. Been on staff at Capitol Church, going on 27. Well, yeah, so maybe I've been in full-time ministry for 28 years yeah. because in April, I'll have been at Capitol on staff for 27 years. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. And as the community pastor at Capitol Church, sure that involves quite a few things, but give There's us a, a lot of things, of, yeah. yeah so, give us a glimpse. Um, basically, I'm, I'm kind of like this. If you say you love me and you don't do anything for me, I'm skeptical, Mm. right? And so if we as the church, the body of Christ, say we love our community, yet we never go out and and Mm -hmm. impact and engage the community to to try to share with them the love of Christ, you have to wonder, do we really actually love the community? So I'm blessed that my assignment, one of my assignments at Mm -hmm. the church is to actually keep us engaged with the community and keep us out there in front of the community and not just the church, but really the gospel message. And so that has given me the opportunity to help with different events and to be a part of different right. events that help facilitate unity within the body of Christ. And so yeah. it really is a perfect fit for me. Man, it's all, that's, that's a great fit for you. 
Uh, when I spoke there one year uh, to the men's uh, ministry, are you still involved? I'm with still that? the men's director, the director there. Director yeah, there, yeah. And so yes. I do that. Uh, one of the it's, teaching pastors uh, for the longest time. I was the worship pastor. So there were a lot of things that were actually actually going on. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know one of the the great blessings in your life, Mark, is is being the uh, the chaplain for the Boise State football team, and you've been with them how long now? So I've been doing chapel Chapels. since 2010, yeah, and so. I've been the only chaplain since 2016, 2017. Okay, okay, and obviously you've seen a lot go on. A lot of players come go through the program, and and uh, this last year we had some changes and. We'll talk a little bit about that, but uh, the, the key thing is I think the Broncos are really on the right path now with the right They people. really are. It's uh, it's great to see, you know, how God is bringing yeah. things together. I mean, man couldn't have orchestrated no. some of the things that are uh, taking place within the program, no. you know, and within that facility. So we really believe that it's the hand of God moving mightily for, yes. you know, not just for wins, but God is really trying to do something in and through the personnel that's there to be glorified. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's so neat to have... A man that's led by God leading the Bronco program. Absolutely. You know? And then Coach Avalos was that way, Coach too. Coach Avalos was wonderful. Loved yeah. the Lord, yeah. you know, and, and it was just really great. He did some amazing things uh, to help um, stir up and actually elevate the, the, the spiritual presence right. there within the program. And so, you know, eternally grateful for Coach Avalos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's kind of how it works, you know. Where one man comes in and takes it a, a, a ways, another one comes in. Yeah. And, yeah, but I'm really excited about what's going on with uh, with the Broncos now and Coach Spencer Danielson being at the helm. And he's not only recruited some outstanding players already, but also some coaches coming back. And yeah. talk to us a little bit about the, 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 the depth of the unity of the team now. What, what do you see from your perspective? So what I see is people, and, and well, first so that it really kind of makes some sense. And so uh, when Coach Pete was here, right. there was one of the things, if you were a volunteer as a chaplain on the sideline he was very adamant and rightfully so he's like don't bother my players while they're at practice he's mm-hmm. like I don't come to your job and mess with your employees mm-hmm. while they're working and so don't bother the mm-hmm. players and and so a lot of times you know we'll be on the sidelines and the players will want to come and talk but you got into the house like hey I'll catch you after practice right. once coach Harson came in he was a little bit more open you know during the spring practices during the summertime kind mm-hmm. of engaged the coaches and things like that but it was still you knew don't don't mess with the players yeah. while they're practicing because they have a job to do well coach d spencer would make a point to be like if i'm on the sidelines or other people we know be like hey go 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 give pastor mark some love and so he would literally bring when he was coaching d line the d line would come over give me a hug you know slap me high five things like that and then when he became the defensive coordinator it was still just an amazing thing that he would do he would acknowledge you it didn't matter whether you were you know a former coach or a former player or a, a, a press person Right. He'd be like, hey, good to see you. And so this is what kind of got me. The other, uh, the end of the season, once he was in the middle of this, you know, transition, mm-hmm. he'd be out in the middle of the field. When I go to practice, I'm really just there to pray, not to talk to the players. And from mm-hmm. the middle of the field, he'd be like, hey, Pastor Mark, 
Good to see you. Yep. I'm thinking you're in the middle of coaching people, <laughs> but taking the moment to just acknowledge yeah. you. And this is what I love. His little girls, you know, both of his girls have right. been born here. So his oldest girl, Eleanor, she would come up and give hugs and just be engaged mm-hmm. with all of the defensive linemen when he was the D-line coach. Once he became the defensive coordinator, they kind of spread out and, you know, start talking to more people. Now, almost every player on the team, those girls will run up to and actually give hugs and acknowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's really evidence of the anointing that's on his life and just his character because his whole family loves right. all the kids and all the kids love his yes. whole family. And so that's impact. That's that influence, yeah. right? That's yeah. not something that you just get because you got elevated to a particular position. I re- really believe that he got elevated because, you know, mm-hmm. just the hand of God is on his life. And obviously he's got a skill set that everybody in the country, you know, wants to bring him in to be right. part of their part of their program. program. Yeah. So he's He's just, I mean, he makes a difference that way because the guys know that he loves them yeah. unconditionally. That's that, number one thing. That that really is. And so he's a, you know, he, he's a player's coach, not just a defensive player's coach, but all the people can see, you know, how genuine he is about, you know, wanting to bring out the best in people, not just with football. He says that'll take care of itself, but right. he wants them to love God. He wants them to know God. He wants to be an example of, you know, just the love of Christ that's in him. And so it's, it's definitely uh, infectious. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Well, we're going to, have uh, Coach Danielson on the show here after the the recruiting is over, which is in another week or so. But we'll get him on here and and uh, give the listening audience a chance to hear directly yeah. from him. But I know that you have been uh, and I have been greatly encouraged by what's what's happening. You know, I wrote a book about how influence and encouragement changes lives. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. That's exactly yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. Without fail. Yeah. So, Mark, let's talk a little bit about the staff. Now, there's been a few changes, not not too many, but a few changes. I understand that Collins is coming back. Coach Collins is here, back in the building. It's good, to, good building. to see yeah. him. So, yeah. yeah. And he's a believer, loves the right. Lord, would be at chapel. And so, you know, we only got to have him for uh, a short while when he came the first time. But mm-hmm. uh, I w- definitely sad when he left and went to Penn State. But right. when he was coming, back I was like yeah, yeah. here we go yeah. so rallying the troops so yeah. he, he's a great man loves the kids but he's a great coach as well right. so right. we're not just bringing in people who are you know uh, great people we're bringing in people who are actually great at the the, the job that they do what they do yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well uh, besides the coaches uh, let's see there's are there any other new coaches in there I thought there was maybe one or two others but I can't recall now there's a uh, Tyler Stockton yeah yeah so he, yeah. came from Ball State and so right. uh, it's been a pleasure to, to, to get to know him haven't you know been able to go break bread with him um, apart from the recruiting process right. but yeah just uh, you know it seems to be a great human being and you know is a believer and is making room for you know just to, to get engaged and be a part of the program and so mm-hmm. like I said I love that what Spencer is creating the atmosphere that he's creating a lot of people want to be a part of. Yeah. And so that's what's what's great. If you can get quality coaches who, you know, obviously we're a stepping stone sometimes for some people, but I think what Coach Spencer is creating is an atmosphere where people don't want to use this as a stepping stone to get to a better job. Right. They, you know, genuinely want to be a part of, of Boise State University in this football yeah, program. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Well, you know, oftentimes some people, not not everybody by a long shot, but some people seem to assimilate 
being a man of faith is being a man of weakness. Yeah, there's no weakness there. <laughs> it's just opposite yeah. of that. And, and and unfortunately, some people don't quite understand that yet. But, man, that's that's where the power is. That's that's where the strength is. And, and uh, yeah, we're, we're just blessed to have the situation we got right now. We really are. Yeah. And when the parents, you know, so I've been fortunate enough over the last four or five years, the coaches will call me in if there's a player that they're recruiting and, you know, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're parents are Christians yep. or they have, you know, some type of spiritual background, right. the coaches will call me in during the recruiting time to actually just share with the family what's going on. And, you yeah. know, and so some of them are amazed that they're like, wait a minute, you travel with the team to all the mm-hmm. games? I'm like, yeah. So at Boise State, it's really about body, soul, mind, and spirit, yeah. right? If you get recruited here, obviously you can play football. Yeah. If you get recruited here, obviously you're good, you know, with your grades because there's still an academic standard that we mm-hmm. adhere to or try to adhere to. So it's just a matter of whether you are a fit for the program. And I love right. from Coach Harson to Coach Avalos to Coach Danielson, that's something that they've prioritized. Hey, I need to make sure that you're a fit in the program. And part of that fit is, are you a, are you a person of faith? I mean, that's not a, oh, you have to be a Christian to actually no. come and play. But you don't want someone who's actually going to, you know, take the, the, the program, take the people in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So I, I I believe even more so with Coach Danielson, there's really a lot of prayer that's actually going on to make sure, okay, can mm-hmm. I bring this person in and will he be an asset or can we help him, you know, right. kind of elevate his life, not just his game, but elevate his yeah. life. And so it's been neat to to have the people come in and for me to be able to encourage the parents. I'm like, this is a good place mm-hmm. to deposit your son for the next four years or the next five years or whatever it happens yep. to be. And I think the parents really appreciate that, okay, you guys aren't ashamed of the gospel you know you're 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 you're, you're consistent you right. know steadfast in, right. in what you believe and what you're releasing to the to the kids and so it, it really makes a difference it's all about the culture it really is and the fit yeah absolutely absolutely well you mentioned recruiting a couple of times let's talk about recruiting and and what you've seen thus far in the recruiters just about over now there's still a few spots i'm yeah. sure they're they're trying to fill but from what you've seen in the recruiting process this this year what 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 what, what comes across to you well there's uh there's a lot of people um that are coming to the program that I don't think the general public expected to come. You you know, you take Malachi, the yeah, transfer from right. from from USC, right? right. That skill set. It's like, no, I don't I'll come to a program like this. You know, our first five star recruit that we've that we've had, right? And so he's bringing in the fact that he made the decision to come and be a part of the program is causing other people to be like, "Hey, yeah, we can come and be a part of this culture because, again, it's the culture that Coach Danielson and the team are actually creating that's making people want to be a part of it. And as the chaplain, this is what I love. And so when, when we were recruiting Malachi, I got to meet him and his family. Right. His dad's a Calvary Chapel pastor. Right, he's a you pastor. Know? So, yeah, yeah, he's grown up in church. And so, man, I'm like, I love it. And it was funny because I didn't think at first that he was going to sign with us simply because he was so cold. I, that The weekend that we were there, he it was, was really cold. So he was all wrapped up. I'm like, <laughs> this guy could play anywhere 
in the country. He's probably not going to come and play in the cold. But I think the culture and him experiencing the culture was one of the main decisions that he actually came to play here. But it was funny because when I saw the article on KTVB, before I read the article, I kind of saw in the picture there was a tattoo Mm -hmm. on his arm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not being overly spiritual, but I'm like, okay, let me see what the guy's, you know, tattooing on his arm. And I blew it up and the tattoo said, child of God. And I was like, Okay, I can work with that, right? And so that weekend when I went to go meet him, you know, I was asking him some questions and I was like, I just want to know your faith story, your faith background. What's your favorite Bible scripture? And he starts telling me. And so we got to have a conversation. I was like, man, that's great. I was like, so whether you come here or not, I'm going to root for you. I'm going to pray for you because anybody who will use the platform that they have to actually glorify God, I'm like, we're on the same team. So even if you don't come. And so then he actually comes and everybody's excited. And so when they were like, yeah, we got this guy, we got this guy. I was like, you're all excited because you got this guy. You've never even seen him play. I was like, if you want to really be excited, and this is I'm talking to our church, be excited that his name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. If you want something to be excited about, this is the type of guy that we have who's coming in to help lead our Mm -hmm. program. And so that's what really encourages me about a lot of these recruits, whether we have have one of the recruits and I was like, Hey, did you go to chapel at your, your other school? He's like, no, you know, to be honest, I never really, you know, went to chapel, but I'm going to start coming to chapel Mm -hmm. now. Right. This is before he even signed, you know, with the program. He's like, no, I'm going to start coming to chapel now. And so that's what I love about the quality of the young men who are actually coming. They see kind of what God is doing. They see what the what the, the the potential that the program has and where we could be and where we're going. And so, you know, it's just been amazing. And you none of this stuff happens without the presence of God actually being lifted right, up right. in the program. Absolutely. Say what you want to say, but we don't get this type of favor. We don't get these types of opportunities. Things don't turn around, Mm -hmm. right? Unless God is in the middle of it. And Spencer has been, you know, one of the biggest proponents of that because he's like, hey, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right. No kidding. Well, that's, that's, that is so good. You mentioned chapel, you know, even when I was a coach here at Boise State, well, we had chapel and we would do it, you know, game days and the night before the games yeah. and before before the game, we'd pray. And after the first thing we did when we came in, we'd pray. And so we that was a part of what we did. But but now, as I, I hear you explain what's going on there, I mean, you had 72 players, 72 players in the coaches, last chapel. Yeah, the last chapel. Yeah, which is great. And before uh, before Coach Avalos came in, and like I said, he kind of really changed uh, really the spiritual dynamic as it pertained to chapel. And uh, we, I would do 14 chapels a year. There would be a mock weekend where you kind of go right. through everything, like you're traveling, stay in the mm-hmm. hotel, so forth and so on. So there was always a chapel, real chapel there. And then there's 11 regular season games and a bowl game. But then there's a 13th game if you're if you make it to the Mountain West Championship. Right. So I would always tell the guys, hey, I've prepared 14 chapels. Mm -hmm. You guys do your job. Mm -hmm. You'll get all of them. But that was the most chapels that we've had, you know, in a year for, you know, since I had actually started doing chapel. When Andy came in, he was like, hey, Pastor Mark, can we have a chapel before our team meetings? Mm -hmm. And so we, you know, we we didn't do it before every team meeting and they're not there all the time just as it allowed. But I went from doing 14 chapels a year uh, to, you know, uh, upwards of 32, 33 chapels. I was like, man, this is like a church. And so now Coach Danielson, it says, Mark, instead of before the team meetings, Mm -hmm. we're going to do chapel after the team meetings. I'm like, 
that's brilliant. He says, I want to create the best opportunity I can for kids to actually experience chapel yeah. without excuses. Because if you got to get up at seven o'clock in the morning to yeah. come to chapel, but you really don't have to be there until eight o'clock for a team meeting, right. you know, some kids are going to sleep in. But he yeah. set it up now to where after right after the team meeting, exactly, you know, immediately after the team meeting, we go into chapel. And that elevated us from having, you know, 55, yep. you know, 50 to 55 guys to, like I said, the first one was 72, uh, over 72, and then we had over 70, even with coaches out of town. Yeah. So this has been, yeah, so I'm excited. I, I got to I gotta be on my game. <laughs> so you got to be prayed you. up yes, and, and studied you, up. But again, if they create the opportunity, yeah. I'm going to be there. Yeah, that's huge. Well, you're the man for the job, no doubt. Um, so, yeah, the chapels are, are such a big, here's the, here's the thing I tell people, too, about chapels. They, they don't quite grasp all of this but you know you take a, a young man that comes into Boise State and let's say he's here five years and he's going to have on the average how many chapels a year well if he's five years so before it was 14 so you know 14 times five yeah, yeah. so close to 60 you know 60 something like that but now there's more than that right so this is a really neat story I got to tell you this so Riley mm-hmm. Smith love Riley Smith yeah. and uh, obviously a six-year senior so he's been here since 2018 now I create a little card basically like notes you know Pastor Bruce I know right. he'll give you notes oh, and yeah. you can fill them out so sure. I kind of create that so they can follow along with the message but also so that they have it during the week and they can kind of process it and so Riley Smith last year as he's uh, packing up his his uh, his room and packing up all of his stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. he's done playing. He's done. He sends me a note and he sends me a picture. He's like, Pastor Mark, I really appreciate all that you've done for me. And I've kept every chapel card mm-hmm. you've ever done since 2018. Wow. He shows me the picture of the stack of cards. I'm like, that blesses my heart oh, because man. it was important to you. But I'm like, those aren't just for you. I was like, so now what you've seen me do, I need for you to go and do the same thing. Yeah. It might not be this next year. You might, you know, go get a job and do some things. But at some point, use those to share the gospel with some other kids. And I've had several players. Kakala uh, Kanijo, he is one of the guys. I got every every chapel card, Bruno DeRose, Avery Williams. And so Mm -hmm. I love that they're grabbing a hold of these, right? But that makes me feel good. I'm like, oh, you were paying attention. You were utilizing that stuff to actually help you grow. And so over the course of six years for Riley, he's got all of those cards. I, I don't know what the number is, but he's got there's a full deck. He's got a full deck, you know? And so that's why it's important to actually, we just got to be there. Yeah. You know, we, we got to be there and it's a sacrifice of time and a sacrifice of family to engage. But again, anytime you're in a space like that and God provides an opportunity for you to be salt and light for you, you got to take it. Mm. I, I mean, you got to take it because yeah. it's not really about me. It's about what God is wanting me to do and right. what the program is allowing me to, you know, to do. And so you have an athletic director who loves the Lord. You yeah. have a coach who loves the Lord. You yeah. have uh, coaches, other assistant coaches who love the Lord. And they're like, hey, Pastor Mark, can you come talk to this guy? Mm-hmm. Can you come encourage this guy? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you're the spiritual coach. We got offense and defensive coach. That's right. You're that's the right. Spiritual coach. That's it. Absolutely. Well, that's that is so good. 
Well, this this is, I think, very uh, important for people to understand, you know, about the football program. I mean, football is still what it's all about. Yeah. About education first and football, uh, but they're learning a lot more than that as they go through the, the, the four or five years that they're here. And that's why it's so good to know that, you know, a young man might have 60 experiences with Chapel while yeah. he's here. And he's got 60 cards to take with him yeah. for the rest of his life. Yeah share with other people along the way. I mean, that that's powerful. It, it really is. That's and powerful. I would encourage anybody who's listening, right? So I don't do this on my own. Right. I've got people who intercede for well, me, sure. people who help me uh, provide books because I get devotionals for the players every year. I get books for the seniors as yeah. they're transitioning because, you know, they got issues. Oh, purpose. I'm not going to play football anymore. What am I going to do? I'm like, hey, first and foremost, you're right. a Christian cleverly disguised as a football player. Yeah. So don't get it twisted. Football is not your identity. Football right. is your assignment. And so just being able to help them move through that. And so I have a bunch of people who are actually praying for me as I go and do chapel who are helping mm-hmm. me, you know, get books and things like that. But just to encourage, you know, people who are, are listening, man, pick a player, yeah. commit to pray for him, pick a coach, commit to pray for him because right. it, it is really the power of prayer, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be all of us. I might be the face that gets in front of them, right? Yep. But it's like, hey, I've got people, I don't do it without being prayed for. I make right. sure I send a text to my intercessors team before chapel hey please pray for me so that i can articulate this thing pray for them so that they can understand and then pray that they wouldn't just be hearers of the word but doers of the word and yeah so i never go by myself but what if and what if you had churches somebody in the church who would basically adopt a player and adopt a coach just one and commit to pray for them throughout the season because here's what's really cool I know last year you got to participate in uh, uh, on Easter Sunday. Right. The guys from the yep. 70s at yep. Boise State who yep. experienced revival on the campus, yep. right? And yep. so a lot of people don't know that there was a revival on Boise State campus that was, you know, facilitated and encouraged by the football players, mm-hmm. the cheerleaders, the student athletes. And I really believe that we're poised for another revival, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to help be facilitated by the student athletes because the student athletes are living a life. They're unashamed of the gospel and they're putting out there, you know, Hey, I love Jesus as much as they are. I'm a great football player. And so I'm really excited for 2024 to see what God does in and through the student athletes. If you've got 70 kids Mm, on a football program and, you know, kids and coaches who are coming out to chapel and putting the gospel first, seeking first the kingdom of God, God's going to work with that. Yeah. Yeah. We're going we're to see a revival on the no campus. Kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Well, again, Mark, that, that is so powerful. And, and uh, just really want to thank you for what you do and appreciate you coming in and sharing it with the rest of us. And uh, this next season, it's going to be pretty exciting. It's going to be pretty exciting for sure. That, you yes. know, on the field and off the field. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're just blessed here in Boise. Great place to live. But. Uh, now that we got that program, I think where we want it, why it's it's going to be exciting to watch it. Yeah, now. it's going to be yeah. it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. So, so some some fun times, maybe like we've never experienced. And well, that's yeah. saying a lot because we've experienced some amazing moments within uh, the football program. So been amazing moments, amazing seasons, and lives that have been changed. And uh, but that's what it's all about. Yeah. And, uh, Hey, and thank you, Coach, because you, you helped deposit some of that. You helped start some of those things. When I played, we didn't have a chaplain. Yeah. One of the reasons why I do what I do is because there was no me 
when I played. And right. so I'm like, oh, somebody like me could have made a difference in my life. Right. right. And so I'm like, so let me ask they do the same thing. So even with what you started and what you brought to the table and what you're still doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're still coaching them up. And so really appreciate <laughs> you being a part well, of that. Thank you. Yeah, I had two chaplains. I wanted to have double coverage. Man, <laughs> you know, it's been it's been great. So, but, but they were so, so good for the players. You know, they were older gentlemen that uh, that loved the Lord and really had the respect of the players and that's what you've got now so let's carry on let's Amen. keep doing what we're doing the Lord is has got a plan and we're here to serve and uh, and implement that yes. plan that's the word I'm that's it for. that's yeah. it well again Mark thank you so much for being a guest on Game Plan for Life we, we love what you do God bless you and keep it up God bless you thanks for having me coach you bet you bet Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the Game Plan for Life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory. 